Hello, my name is Chance and you're listening to A Chance to Strive. Honestly, I've missed one week and I missed saying that already. I just want to apologize for the fact that I wasn't able to get you guys an episode last week. Um, I was dealing with something that had to do with my family and my niece and stuff like that. So that deserves my priority. I tell you guys all the time how much my family means to me. And to be completely honest, my family means more to me than myself, to be completely honest, because everything that I am today ultimately is because of how much it was invested by me and my family and like how much they chose to struggle and everything like that it's like now we're here we're doing decent so i owe that to them and stuff like that so i was no i was gonna put a podcast over them or in their needs and stuff but truly at the end of the day i know the fact that i made the right decision by making sure i was there for my family but i really did miss being able to actually record an episode um because of that so today we're gonna record an episode and it's we're gonna try to keep it for around like 15 to 25 ish minutes um, and I know it's like, why am I shortening it down when it's like, yo, you just missed an episode. Shouldn't you be giving us an hour long episode? And I've had a few DMs of you guys saying, yo, the episode that drops next week, that'd be an hour since you missed it. But so the thing that I'm going to do is we're going to make it a pretty short episode, which I know we don't normally do. I always tell myself, yo, I'm gonna make it short. And then I find myself speaking for 35 to 45 minutes. Like, I really want you guys to understand, like, I don't plan these episodes thoroughly through at all and there's a reason for that it's not just because i'm lazy or i believe in my ability to just be able to talk and stuff like that but part of it is almost like because i am doing my podcast by myself and i'm one of those people where it's kind of like believe it or not i have very engaging conversations with my ceilings so they have no issue doing that with a camera but okay so let's actually get to actually before i actually get started on the episode okay so one thing we are going to do um i actually want to give a heads up instead of announcements for people that are actually listening because i wasn't a, i wanted to bring you guys something special and especially now I have to, it's like, I missed the week. Now I'm giving you all the short episode. I better make up for it. Right. I don't want to get the DMS of you guys are getting mad at me and stuff like, yo, like we need more. I appreciate when y'all tell me that. So I don't want to not give y'all more. So basically what we're going to try to do is for this, for the episode for next week, we're going to do a live stream on YouTube. Not like last time where we just streamed the episode and everything like that, but we're actually going to be on YouTube. The thing is going to be live, not at the drop, but as I'm recording and I will give you guys an exact time, um, probably by the end of this week. So you guys are well aware when that would be anybody that can pop out. And this is the part that's actually going to be pretty dope. I will have a segment where I actually bring a topic and speak to you guys. But I realized the part that would make this 10 times better is if you guys get to watch my podcast and you actually get to ask the questions as I'm actually recording the episode. And I have an amazing producer who's going to be keeping track of that so that I don't get confused. He's going to be popping out the questions and everything like that. So we'll do that. And then that's the special thing I have for y'all. And then really quickly, I will follow that up with somehow, some way, we will figure it out. To, me and my producer will figure it out together. Peter, Peter will definitely know how to finesse it. But we'll definitely figure out a way for you guys to actually be able to call in. And then have like it be like a back and forth type of radio type thing. Like I felt like that would really be dope because it's like not only would some I know a lot of you guys like when your questions are answered, but I thought it'd be pretty dope if you actually get to hear your own voice. Yeah, I like my own voice. I know a lot of people hate it, but let's be honest. When your voice is heard on a platform where you like it, even though you don't like it, you're like, ah, that's me. But uh, okay, that was, I felt like I, you guys, I owed you guys that explanation, so I'll take four minutes to do that. Now we're actually going to get into the actual segment of the episode. What's my computer actually like? Guess back to turning on. But okay, so the title of the episode is Therapy Session, Happiness and Grief. 
And the first thing we're going to get to is we're going to focus on the grief part. The happiness thing, I'm just going to say this now, is going to be a short segment. But the whole reason for that is because I feel like there's so much that goes into happiness. I do want to make a full episode out of it where I get talk, where I could talk about it, give you guys advice on being happy, steps you can actually take. Like, I want that to be a, I know there's a lot more that I can give you guys, but I want to make it a segment and then I will keep track of what it is that you guys say and comment and then take that into account and then make it into an episode that's fully prepared for you guys. Okay. The first thing we're going to um, go into, what does grief mean to me? And for me, I didn't necessarily know, and I'll explain it exactly what I mean by that. I didn't necessarily, like the thing I realized with grieving, right? When you lose somebody, it's really hard to know how that process is supposed to go. How am I supposed to overcome this person's death? Or how am I supposed to learn how to deal with it? And the thing that you'll realize with grieving is, well, at least for me, I'm the type of person where it's hard for me to focus on just one pain at a time if it relates to something else. It's very hard for me to think about losing my father without thinking about losing my grandfather because those deaths were very similar and they meant equally as much to me. I'm bullshitting. My dad meant a lot more to me. I didn't have that close of a ball with my grandfather. But at the end of the day, what I mean is it's like when the pains are similar, for me, I feel it all at once. And I guess I'll take you through a process of what me and learning how to grieve looked like, I guess. Um, so basically, like the first world death that I've experienced and that I actually can say that I remembered and I, I remember that pain clearly. I know what I went through was losing my father. I lost my father at a very young age. And by the way, this was called therapy session because it's one of those things where I am going to literally use it as a therapy session. But the main purpose of it is I understand that a lot of the times, even when I explain my perspectives, my point of views, you guys appreciate it because there's a part where it's like, oh, I'm not alone and I'm not the only person that feels this way. So I think that's why I'm going to use it as a therapist, a therapy session and talk about it from my perspective, because I don't want it to be a thing where it's like I'm giving you outside perspective. I'd rather that be yours if you do have that. But if not, and you're on the same page as me, then that reassurance that how you feel isn't crazy or how you feel is normal people out there still feel this way. I know that's nice to share opinions with people and stuff like that, especially when you don't really know them like that. But yeah, um, so basically my first role death that I experienced was when I was about, my dad passed away when I was 14. But I didn't, the last time I seen my father, I was probably nine, eight, nine or eight, to be completely honest. So, and, at a, and now I'm 22 years old. So imagine a young man, right? And a young black male. That's that moves to a whole different country when he was 10 years old. But by that time, it's like I already didn't have that role, like that father, like that um that father figure in my life. And then and the one thing I'll, I'll explain very much to relate those two deaths that I mentioned earlier, my grandfather, and my dad. Right. So I didn't see my dad until I was like eight. I didn't. The last time I seen him, I was eight or about nine years old. And then we moved to the United States. We're getting situated, making sure we have everything going on for us, for ourselves. And then we get to a point where we feel like we've settled in. Like, I don't think a lot of people understand this, but when you move to a new country, there is a lot that goes into it. For me, I, literally, I'm not even lying. I'm not even bullshitting you. The only word I knew in English was milk. And I probably didn't even know how to pronounce that properly. And now it's crazy because a lot of people can't necessarily tell that I have an accent. 
on certain words, I'm not going to hold you. It does not matter how long you've been in a country. It, the moment you speak multiple languages, because your your tongue moves very different for each one of those languages, there are certain words where people are like, mm, you probably speak something else. And I know that happens to me a lot because, yeah, I don't remember those words that I can't probably say right, but I know people will definitely like pick up on it. But so for me, I didn't have, um, around like 2014, I remember having a conversation with my mother. I think that was like my seventh grade summer. Well, seventh grade year in um, middle school. And then my mom tells me, hey, I know it's been a while, but we you got we figured everything out. We're settled in. Money's good, or at least decent enough. We're going to get you to go see your father that summer. That was um this, like, 2014. Like, we had this conversation, like, this school year of, like, 2013, 2014. And February kicks in, right? But this whole time during the school year, I'm excited as shit. I haven't technically at, at that time it's 2014. So I haven't seen my father for about five, six years. Well, for about, yeah, if I haven't seen my father for about five years or so. And my mom tells me, Hey, you finally going to get to see him this summer. So I'm excited as shit. I'm happy. And it's like me and my father, like I never necessarily had the closest bond with my father. And I don't necessarily blame that fully on him not being around or blame that on my mother for the relationship that she had with him or any of my siblings. But the thing that made it 10 times worse for me or that made it suck from my perspective, I know it definitely sucked for them on their end and different ways. But I, my mom had me at a very late age. I was my mom's last child. So in other words, I didn't necessarily get to see my parents, you know, like young and thriving and doing all the things that they want to do. I didn't get access to that. I also didn't have that access where it's like, and then the thing is, it was one of those situations where a lot of my siblings upbringing was a lot better than mine. I'm not speaking on the part where I'm a teenager. Like I've accomplished a good amount that they possibly could have never gotten to because of being in Haiti in a third world country and not having the finances and everything like that. But I never had that bone with my father. It was so like the one of the things that's always hurt me as I was grieving over my father was the fact that I was grieving over someone that I didn't necessarily know. I know what he meant for me and I knew that I knew the role he played in my life for as long as he played it. But I didn't know him. And that's the thing that made my grieving process 10 times worse because it was so hard to get away from that pain because I would I would be grieving going through and everything like that. But I just like, and then hearing in every, and even now till this day, there are times where I'm being told things about him that I never even fucking knew. But um, let's backtrack real quick. So basically that summer, my mom tells me we're going to go see him da, 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 and everything like that, right? I'm excited. And the next thing that happens is, <laughs> and bro, this is like the worst day for some shit like this to happen, right? Valentine's Day is a day that's supposed to be about, about love, about giving to the ones you care for, whether it's on like a romantic level or family or anything like that. Anybody you genuinely appreciate and love. And for me, what ended up happening was the February 13th, 2014 was the day my father passed away. Do you understand like how much that sucked for me? Like, let's be honest. When you get older, Valentine's Day, you start prioritizing it a little less because it's at that point where relationships are very serious. So you don't really care for random. So you care more for like random acts of kindness instead of waiting for a day to do that. And a, but as a kid, that's all you really know because you don't understand like the dynamic for like a serious relationship. You think, oh, this is the day where I'm supposed to do something because you don't necessarily have the money and everything to do that. So that was the day where you that's the only day you could really participate in that. 
But that got ripped away from me because every single day where I was supposed to get ready for Valentine's Day, look for gifts for certain people, I I couldn't. I just had to think about the fact that before this amazing holiday where it's all about love, I don't care how you feel about it at the end of the day, if you look at it for the right reasons, it is a great holiday. But for me, I for the, for a few years, I couldn't even give a fuck about Valentine's Day. And I'm not going to lie to you, I don't know why but i would speak to people being like little situationships i don't really like do the official dating until like no like there's a future with you type thing so i don't do that often but i realized for some reason i was always single on valentine's day (laughs) and i realized like for a decent minute i actually self-sabotaged a lot of the situations i was in and the reason for that is because i know i didn't want to get to that date because i wouldn't have been able to focus on the love or how much i liked that individual but yeah, the hardest part about his death for me and like how much I've had to grieve over it was literally the fact that I felt like something got ripped away from me. I didn't see my dad in so long. And then now I'm finally going to see him. And you got to understand this from my perspective. I'm 13 or 14 years old. So I'm very much in need of my father around. Whether he's a dickhead, whether he's a terrible person, whether he's a crackhead. He wasn't those things, by the way. Um, But I felt like I was, I got my hopes built up so much. Every single day going to school, even counting, I was counting months. Every day going to school, excited as shit. I'm going to see my father this, this, um, this summer. And I'm like, oh shit, I finally get to take a trip. I get to go back home. And I find out he passes away. So it's kind of like I built up all this hope to reconnect, rekindle, all these images in my head, all these thoughts in my head running wild as a 13, 14-year-old kid. And then you find out you can't act on none of those things because that person that you were looking forward to building a bond with finally was gone. They wasn't necessarily there no more. And for me, like, that made that grieving process 10 times worse. If he had passed away, it would have still hurt. But because I got my hopes up and I thought so much on it and I was just like, but the lucky thing for me is that was the same year I met my mentor and he invested a lot into me and he really did become that father figure that I really desperately needed at the time because I know for a fact if I didn't have that I wouldn't have been the person that I am today because I was the people that I hung out around they weren't necessarily people all I got to say is the people I hung around now well I used to hang around back then I don't necessarily know much of them at all because they just weren't the type of people that were going to invest in me and allow me to become this person. So I was grateful to have my mentor. But yeah, so for me, like grieving my father sucked. And it's one of those things where it's like, because I was growing up and I didn't know much, every time I realized that I didn't understand something or I didn't understand what it felt like to be a man, kind of went back to that pain where it's like, I know there's like this this thing that's missing inside of me is because I didn't have him around and it sucks. And there's one thing I didn't understand about grieving until to this day. I didn't until recently. It's like, how long am I supposed to grieve over somebody? And that's one of the questions where I feel like a lot of people ask themselves that because I lost my father in 2014. And if I tell you that I haven't, cried over him within the past year i'd be lying to you if i told you i didn't cry over him over the past month 
I'd be lying to you. The thing is, it's like losing my father is one of those pain that I don't think I'll ever overcome. But then recently, I actually finally saw someone just like breaking down grief. I'm um, like, I'm grieving over someone. And it was a perspective that I actually like. There are certain things, even if you're aware of it, until it's put into words, it doesn't necessarily become clear to you. And this is like the quote that I read. Um, this is like the tiny quote, and then I'll read something that I read on it. The quote says, what is grief if not love persevering? To lose someone, to lose, to lo- to lose someone we have lost does not erase the love we have felt for them. It simply moves the object of our love out of reach. Basically, after reading that, and there's more that I could read off this, but what that helped me understand was, like, for the longest, I was wondering, like, when am I finally going to stop crying over my father? But that wasn't the right question to ask. I think the right question to ask was, when am I going to stop focusing on the love that I have for someone who's not here? And I realized I don't think I'm ever going to not necessarily overcome that because I don't want to overcome the love that I have for my father. But it's not something that I'm ever going to stop thinking of because it's hard as a man to not think about something that relates to your father when every single day you're trying to grow and you're trying to get to this person where it's like you have an amazing mindset people care for what you have to say like all of these things is because of the person that i've chosen to be and the things that i've and the constant need that i feel to work on myself to become a better individual everything that has to do with my self-growth will relate to my father because he was that person that should have invested those things into me but now i'm doing it by myself because he isn't around and the one thing that I'll say is, oh, I guess I'll connect to my grandfather before I um, do that part. And the thing for my grandfather, right? So my grand, so my my um, grandparents on my um, father's side, well, on my mother's side, I never actually got to meet them. Like I said, my mom had me at a late age, so I didn't necessarily have the luxury of like knowing great aunts, um, great grandparents. I didn't even know my grandparents in general. But honestly. I, I, if my mom ever sees this, I will apologize. But part of me is kind of happy I did not meet my grandfather on my mom's side. Let's just say the dude was pretty much a dickhead and a pimp at the same. Like, that's not a great combination. And I don't think I wanted to grow up around that at all. Because that would have invested, like, I would have been picking up on those things. And I am glad I don't have the type of mindset that a lot of people told me he had. But I'm not going to hold you. The smoothness, the little slickness. If it didn't come from my pops, he definitely added that. Because the things this man got away from, people say, I ain't shit, or I'm a whore, I'm a slut. Bro, you don't know my family. I promise you, I'm like the good one when it comes to that part. But yeah, for my grandfather, my um, parents on my father's side, the thing with them is like, they were they were they they lived in New York. So when I first moved there, we didn't have the closest bond and I wasn't going to constantly go to New York. And then at one point I realized, I was like, I told myself, mom, I realized the fact that your grandparents are not here. My grandparents are here on my father's side. I want to actually focus on the bond that I have with them. I'm going to, this summer, I'm going to go to New York. And even if I go by myself, I actually do want to go by myself. I want to go by myself, spend some time with my grandfather my, and my grandmother. <laughs> When I tell you I don't have the best luck of this shit And my timing just seems like it's ass Same shit happened I'm gonna go see my grandfather in the summer I'm gonna go see my grandfather in the winter To make sure that I can still Maintain that bond that I have with them They're the only grandparents that I have left Whether or not I don't feel the closest to them Or they may not be the greatest people I'm not saying that, I'm just saying overall Those are still people that I don't want to miss a chance on 
being close to again. <laughs> and then my grandfather passes away. And then it was like going through that same pain again. Like, do you understand how hard it is for me not to think about my father when it's the exact same process? Getting your hopes up all over again just to lose somebody. Think about how much it hurts for people when you get your hopes up for a relationship and you get your heart broken. Sucks. And for people, that sticks with you for months, years. Now imagine that same pain coming from losing someone. That show's not easy, bro. And the thing is, my mom told me about both of those deaths. And I can only imagine how strong she had to be to make sure like she wasn't breaking down in tears before I, she could actually tell me. And the thing is, she always, I, I always know when I'm about to get some news that's terrible. And for the way my mom told me my father died, I literally got back from school, right? I got back from school and then I walk into the house. Actually, no, I gotten back from work. Yeah, I was, very, yeah, I was working at Walgreens. I got back from work um, around like 7 p.m. And my mom looks at me in my face and tells me, she told me in French, I'll tell you what it says, ton papa est ne plus. That pretty much means your dad is no more. And my French being rusty and everything like that, I wanted to convince myself so much that I didn't understand the words that just came out of her mouth. So I just got stuck trying to convince myself. But it was kind of hard to like not accept that fact. It's like, it's not much you can do, bro. It's like, you understand it. You're not dumb. You speak French. So she told me, ton papa ne plus. And the moment I heard that, I was just stuck. But honestly, the happiness thing, I'm looking at the episode, I realize like grieving, I can actually make this into a whole episode. So we'll do the, that's actually even better. So the one time I bring happiness, I will actually make that a full episode. But yeah, so she tells me that in French and I can't even act like I don't understand it. And I was just stuck. And I guess this is the part where we speed through that process because I really wanted to like focus on like how exactly I experienced that. For me, like moving forward, I realized a lot of the times like I've mentioned this in one of the podcasts, is I, I don't know, for months after losing my father, I cried every single night, staring at my stealing, wondering why me. And the thing that I realized is, looking back at it, do I, if I had the chance, and this is like a hard thing to say, if I had the chance to bring my father back, would I? I wouldn't. I don't know if that's a dickhead thing to say or anything like that, but I want to bring my father back because I've realized that the one person you got to love in this world more than anybody else is yourself. And I don't think I would be the person that I am today if it wasn't for his death. And I guess that's the one thing that I can like segment it into like something about happiness towards the end of the episode. The thing for me and the reason why it's like a lot of people will ask me why are you always so happy and everything like that. And it's not the fact that I'm always happy. And this is the other part, too. It's like a lot of people, when they see you happy for some reason, they think that everything in your life is going great and you're thriving. But that's the whole issue. And I think that's the reason why a lot of people aren't necessarily as happy as they could be. A lot of people allow their happiness to be dependent on the things that happen in their life. The things that happen in their life, the things that they do, the things that is done to them. And for me, it's like, you know, all of those things are variables that are inconsistent. 
In other words, you're not in control of them. But who doesn't want to be happy? I don't think there's a single person in this world that believes happiness is attainable for them and they say, I don't want it. I think some people believe it's not attainable or they don't deserve it. So then they don't necessarily feel like they want it. But if you had the choice to be happy, would you? I don't think anyone would say no to that question. So why is it that you allow your happiness, something you want to feel, to be dependent on shit that ain't even have to do with you? Somebody cusses you the fuck out and all of a sudden you're not happy. You're having a terrible day. Your happiness is gone and you have to wait for things to start picking up for good things to happen to you for you to be happy. And that's the thing for me. I got tired of waiting for good moments to be happy. Because I realized good shit ain't always going to happen to me. We live in a fucked up world with a lot of fucked up people and a lot of fucked up shit happening every single day. So for me, I'm going to take every situation that I walk into and I will look at the positive. And I know it's like, oh, being optimistic at times is a little unrealistic and shit. But that's not it. Even in fucked up situations, I don't ever look at it like, oh, it's a terrible thing. For me, it's all I look at it as is it's either something great happened for me and I'm happy about that or I'm happy that I learned the lesson. And I won't make that mistake or go over that pain that I felt from that situation. So I guess if I do have to give advice on being happy before I end this episode, stop waiting on it to happen. We keep on waiting on shit to happen, bro. And I, and I generally believe that's one of the biggest differences between, I think that's one of the biggest reasons why people think I'm always so happy. And I'm also the person that don't, I don't expose my pain to the rest of the world because not because I'm like, I keep my feelings to myself, but I don't want to affect people in a negative manner. So unless I feel like I'm in a position where I can be myself, be that happy individual, I will take space myself and take time. And that's one thing I'll say as well. When all of this fucked up shit is happening, you need to learn how to reset. And for a lot of people, you may underestimate the value of learning how to reset. But you don't, do you realize like how bad it is, how bad your day gets if you allow yourself to get angry and then you never address it? The whole entire day, your whole entire day is fucked up. But if you knew how to reset, where it's like, okay, I'm pissed off. And this, this is one tip I'll give too, like to make sure that episode just ends like, like 30 minutes straight. There's this little, there's this thing that I seen um, when I was doing research on like psychology.com and stuff like that. It's called the five minute rule, right? Whenever something terrible in your life happens, or whenever you look at a situation that's fucked up, it pisses you off, whatever it is, the moment it's not something that's great and it's affecting you in a negative manner, take five minutes, cuss, bitch, scream, do whatever the fuck it is that you feel the need to do. But after that five minutes is done, you're putting it behind you. And it's not an, and it's not a toxic thing. It's not a toxic thing because why you gave yourself five minutes to get over the emotions you needed. You allowed yourself to express everything you needed to express. You didn't hold nothing in. So it wasn't hard for you, for you to put it behind you because everything you needed to be said about that situation, it got tossed. I know so many people. Well, I, what's the main reason why we dwell on certain conversations we've had with people? Not what was said, but what was, what wasn't said. A lot of the times your happiness comes from the things that you're keeping inside, not necessarily what happened. 
yeah, I had a bad game, but if I take the time, reset, and I get all my feelings out, then it's like, why am I going to go back to that situation if everything that I needed to be said I was already said? You wouldn't. So I think that five-minute rule is one of those things that I'm going to get for this episode. And then the next episode where we focus on happiness thoroughly, I will come and there will be a whole breakdown. And I'll make sure to make that episode very long so you guys can get the most out of it. But what I do want to say about the whole grieving process is for a lot of people, which is the thing that I didn't understand that I want you to guys get out of it. People, we don't grieve because we've lost somebody. We grieve because the love we have for that individual is something we can we feel like we can no longer express. And it's the inability to express it to that individual that makes us grieve. It's because we love them. If I, some, there's been people in my family that's passed away and I didn't have to grieve over them because I didn't necessarily know them or they didn't mean anything to me. But just take the time you need and understand something. If you look at grieving like something, oh, like this should have already been done with or anything like that, it will fuck you up. It will fuck you over. I will admit the fact that I've been grieving over my father ever since I was 14 until to this day, even this year, I have cried because my father isn't there. And I seem like a very happy person. For me, I allow my emotions to be free. I don't try to hold none of that shit in. And that's the reason why it seems like I'm always stressed. You know, there's a smile on my face. Even if something is happening in my life that needs to be solved or some shit is really fucked up. Because I'm well aware of how I feel about that situation and what needs to be done for it. I don't stress over it. That stress is really what fucks you over. It makes you angry. It makes you sad. And you don't want that shit. But yeah, just stop waiting on life to get better for you to get happy. And I promise you, at one point, everyone's going to, have to, going to have that realization. Just make sure it's not too late. Make sure you don't develop these habits that are almost impossible to get out of. All right. The one thing I will say before I actually end off the episode is to anyone who's lost anyone that meant a lot to you, especially a parent or any, wherever it is, right? Remember earlier I said, for me, I feel like I'm always so happy because I know, the, I see the positive in every situation. Just don't look at it as something terrible that happened to you. Stop blaming yourself and stop asking why me. Eventually you will figure, you will know the answer. But dwelling on, on, it, on it now is only going to stress you out and make you feel bad for yourself in the situation that you're in. This is my why. This is why I lost my father. I lost my father because if he was in the picture, I would have not been as independent as I was. I lost my father because if he was in the picture, I would have not understood how to respect women to their utmost and, and understand how to put them on a pedestal. I know for a fact my, my dad wasn't the person that had the highest respect for women. I'm not saying he was disrespectful, but the part where you're Caribbean and you're from a third world country and you're very, you know, you're a couple that's in the past type thing. You're not a very modern couple. So there are things that I know for a fact I didn't want to be exposed to that. Thing is, as time goes on, you will realize that that person, there are people that are removed from your life and their timing is their timing. Don't look at it like it's, oh, I lost him at this age. No, my dad was in his 50s, 60s. That was the, that was the age where he should have gone. 
or the, like that's around the time. Maybe he was in pain. Maybe he's relieved. I'm happy that he's in a better place. But for me, anytime I lose somebody, I don't like the idea that I've lost them. And I even gave this speech my senior year in, in high school. The one thing that's helped me grieve was knowing the fact that those people that I've lost aren't necessarily lost. Because at the end of the day, the love you have for them keeps them right here. And as corny as that shit sounds, that actually helped me get over that shit a lot. Over anyone I've lost. My friend Amanda, I know I didn't speak on her, but I miss you every single fucking day. And with her death, that was the first friend of loss. Like the first person where I see you every single day and now you're not there. Like that routine is taken away. So in my senior graduation, I told myself, I don't want to have to grieve over her like she's someone that I've lost. I want her to be someone I keep around with me. And I want to make her proud from above. And for me, that's made, that's made it better, to be completely honest. This idea that they're still here with me. And I'm going to live my best life. Because they weren't able to do that. So in other words, I didn't lose them. I just look at those people as I'm living for them. I'm living for myself but I'm allowing them to live through me. So a lot of those things that they didn't get the opportunity to do, I'm going to do it for them. I'm going to work on my goals the way that they weren't able to. I'm going to accomplish all the things that I want to that they didn't get to. But yeah, stop looking at grieving as you've lost somebody. Look at it as an opportunity to grow. And I know in the moment, trust me, trust me, I'm well aware how that this little shit sounds in the moment. If you're going through that shit right now, this probably means nothing to you. When you have some time to sit down and think, and that pain is gone, you'll be all right. But yeah, I seen the time, but then I was like, yo, I can't make it that short, bro. I gotta give them at least like 30 ish minutes. But okay, I just wanna say thank you so much for listening to anybody who's on any streaming platforms. Keep those downloads going. They're doing great for the numbers. To anyone who's watching on YouTube, I just want to say I appreciate you for caring about me and wanting to see my face instead of just my voice type shit. You feel me? But yeah, I just want to say thank you very much. And I, like I told y'all, this is literally a therapy session. I have no issue in coming on my platform. Like I come on my platform and I tell you guys, hey, be better, work on yourself, that, this, that, that. It will mean absolutely nothing if I don't show you guys that I'm currently doing the exact same thing, which is the whole reason why I titled this therapy session. It's okay to be vulnerable. And if you don't believe that it is i just did it in front of a platform where thousands of people are going to listen to this when you accept your pain you're not scared of what people have to say on it a lot of us are scared of sharing shit not necessarily because we don't want to but because we're afraid of how people might use it against us i don't care how people use this against me because it's not something that's unsettled i know how i feel about it no one is going to change that so why the fuck would i give a fuck you heard that, right? Why the fuck would I give a fuck? I like it. All right, thank you for listening. I want you guys to have an amazing day. Have an amazing week, wherever. Whatever time that it is that you're listening to this, I hope you're happy. And if not, stop waiting for shit to get better and go get that shit yourself. You want to be happy, right? So learn how to find the happiness in every situation. You want the happiness to last. All right, bye. Bye.